Welcome to ESG and Sustainability. Through this podcast series, we try to bring to our listeners some of the most challenging and thought-provoking issues surrounding the topics of ESG and sustainability from Asia-Pacific. We will also talk about some interesting topics that's outside the domain but related to ESG and sustainability as well. Stick with us as we work hard to bring actionable insights to our audience. For your information, this podcast is a production of TerraLink Research. Alright, welcome to ESG and Sustainability. I'm your host Han Jin and today I've curated this news from the mining sector and I would like to share with you. It's about this uh, latest report from Responsible Mining Foundation and it has found that most of the mining companies have made no effort to shed light on ESG risk. The, the finding actually showed that the mining industry is has a lot of potential in improving their ESG risk, but I find that it's really good. I, w- I need to share with you what they found out. Okay, let me just read it to you. Uh, it says that the Switzerland-based RMF, which is the Responsible uh, Mining Foundation, they published their annual report on Wednesday, and this reported on an inspection of 40 large mining companies across 250 mine sites in more than 50 countries. And these mines were assessed over several ESG issues, including their engagement with local communities, working conditions, and efforts to minimize environmental impact. The report also looked at how companies balance gender opportunities and how well they protected human rights on site. Okay, let me just give you, uh, let me just shed more light on what they found out before I, I comment on this report okay so it says that for mining sites that kept adequate esg data the report found that no sites scored more than 50 percent on its assessment criteria meaning that you know if the test is 100 percent is 100 percent is the full marks right 100 marks uh, no site has scored more than 50 marks most of the sites with adequate data fulfilled between one percent and nine percent of the report's ESG criteria, while 16 of the 250 assessed scored zero. So most of them scored, well, they are not doing too well on ESG, I must say, but that's the good thing about this because there's transparency and you know that the mining companies are not performing well, right? So there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of potential to help them to improve. And because you know that, and because if I'm a mining company, I know that I'm not performing well because of this measurement, right? I'm able to perform better against this measurement as as a consequence as well. So it's good. And let me just see any more things to update you with. In some areas, such as maintaining equal opportunities for all gender, the assessed companies perform poorer in this respect, the 40 assess company averaged a compliance of approximately 10%. The report stated that there is not only a lack of evidence of systemic measures on gender equality, but also very limited evidence of any action on gender even on an ad hoc basis. So it means that it simply means that gen- there's a lot of opportunity to improve diversity, gender, and to balance the gender opportunities. 
okay so basically that's about it the latest news report from uh, the latest report from RMF Okay, so let me just go back to the summary that they have shared. They say that mines were assessed on several ESG issues, including their engagement with local communities. Let me just talk briefly about this uh, ESG engagement with local communities. Because uh, I, I find that the mining industry is something, is something that I'm very interested in because it's very similar to the industry that I was involved in last time which is the built environment industry. So what the built environment sector comprises of is basically the real estate development sector and the construction sector. So for the construction aspect of it, right, you have to manage large infrastructure projects or large building projects that is about the same as mining. In the sense whereby when you build at such a large extent, right, you normally have to transform the terrain in some way and sometimes if you are not you don't have a proper ESG plan in place normally you'll negatively impact the environment so for mining right normally they they, they mine at far-flung places they mine at rural places where indigenous community they live around that area and if you mine at that place usually you may have to uproot some of some of the trees and you may have to use a lot of water for your mining operations. Mining requires a lot of water. Water is just like building project, and you need to divert those water from the rivers and the lakes. So all these have impact on the environment. And what happens is that these indigenous communities, right? Usually the males, they will rely on hunting, fishing, and farming to for their livelihood. And if you destroy the environment, they can't do all this anymore. So a proper ESG plan for a construction or a mining company has to beforehand, before the operation even takes place, before the project even takes place, right? You gotta have a proper public relations plan in place, a communication plan to inform the community that you're coming in and these are the things that's gonna happen and how is it going to impact the community and you need to seek their cooperation and you need to explain to them what's the benefit for them so you may have to include increasingly include more members of the community as part of your mining workforce and so that they can benefit you know they have a job at your mining company they can draw a salary and it's not just that you got to provide training for them like how to operate mining equipment, what are the safety protocols that you must observe when working on a mining site. And uh, you need to provide basic education or maybe even secondary education for the children of the miners. And that's just one part of it. And the other part of it is sometimes you've got to change your procurement policy because when you have such mining operation on site, usually you have to shift your staff to live around that area as well, which means that you may have to build dormitories. And when they are living in those dormitories, they got to have their daily, they need to buy daily items for their, for their daily needs. Then the procurement sometimes may, your policy may have to be shaped in such a way that you try to buy from the indigenous community to support them financially. Then another thing that's very important for ESG planning, right? Um, 
is sometimes the quantity the quantity of the minerals inside the mine is unpredictable and therefore you have to be always monitoring the your mine it has it been exhausted or what if it has been it's going to be exhausted soon right you got to inform the village head you got to inform the members of the community community and tell them what's going to happen and you need to keep on informing informing them because they need to know when the operation is going to stop and they need to plan for their own livelihood after a mining career and before that even takes place right the mining company ideally if he has they have a robust ESG plan they would need to do things like um, preparing these people for the next career like training them in technical expertise in repairing bicycles repairing motorbikes repairing cars or doing plumbing electrician works and so on or they could simply not simply but it's actually quite a quite a full program you not you got to provide programs like entrepreneurship program teaching them how to create products how to provide services and how to price all these products and services and sell it to who to whom and to put in place financial management for these people as well so these are the things that you have to put in place you can't just close your mind and just leave the site because once you close your mind the people's life have already been affected and they they have already got used to drawing a salary from your company for their livelihood their children got used to the education that you have provided for them and if you close and you leave then they got nowhere else to turn to and it's going to cause an upheaval so these are the things that you have to consider so it's not so simple it's not so easy and working condition the the the, the report also talk about working conditions okay so working conditions is something that i have to really highlight to a lot of esg practitioners uh this 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 working condition right okay so when you're doing mining you're doing doing drilling or you're doing construction in a rural place far flung, far flung place right usually there's another contract for security forces so the security forces is there to maintain the peace between the miners and the indigenous community basically to maintain a peaceful working condition and living condition for both sides so if anything happens right the security force will step in to maintain the peace but the thing is security forces are often equipped with uh, high-powered firearms or some some weapon some weapons right like batons and so on and they they are often in position of authority and position of power and there are cases whereby security forces actually abuse their power on the indi- on the indigenous community so these are the things that we have to watch out for what are the monitoring programs in place to ensure that the security forces don't abuse their program so this working condition is, is very it's a very sensitive topic it's a very important esg risk and in addition to this right you got to have two key mechanisms in place to for them to add their grievances one is uh, corporate corporate grievances mechanism whereby people can uh, surface some of the abuse that they have suffered during working or you know it's, it's basically a platform for the whistleblower to channel their 
their complaints to and it has to be a mechanism whereby the whistleblower is protected and yet is transparent enough for the investigators to conduct a full-fledged investigation on the abuse and that is the corporate grievance that's for corporate uh, grievances there's also an, another mechanism for the community grievances mechanism whereby if they suffer any abuse during this project right they can add to the relevant people as well to look into so these are the things that you have to uh, these are to some of the many things that you have to look into when constructing this ESG risk and they also say that what uh, the efforts to minimize environmental impact yeah mining operations usually leaves a lot of environmental impact like construction project mining operation generates a lot of waste and one 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 prominent waste that the mining operation often generate is something called the mining trail basically it's a lot of dust fine dust and that causes and you need to deal with this type of waste properly you you can't just dump it in the river because you would destroy you, this, if the fishes if this dust you dump large amount of this dust in the river right somehow rather it can affect the fish and you destroy the environment is really bad for air pollution as well so you need to have sufficient uh, good enough mechanism to manage this kind of environmental impact and of course you know the the construction noises and from the mechanism large machineries and this this time machineries are so large so powerful that it can scare away the birds causing biodiversity impact as well so these are the things that you have to minimize but one thing that's very interesting that this report has brought up that i want to talk a little bit more about is how companies balance gender opportunities so what this report says is that what this report said stated is that there should be more women on the construction on the mining sites and 90% of the workforce on the mining sites are often male and there's not enough female not enough opportunities for the female but the report found out that it's different in the office space meaning that the people working in the HQ of the mining company or people working in the office space at the mining site so at the HQ and at the office spaces there is a balanced gender balanced diversity but that cannot be said on site that's not the same for the site so what the report say is that uh, they need to push they need to encourage more women to take up opportunities at the mining site and this problem this issue this challenge is not just unique to the mining sector it's the same for the waste management sector it's the same for the cleaning sector and it's the same for many other sectors as well at the front line and this is different from the narrative that the internet and the media always portray whereby women should have more representation at the top management level women should have more representation at the board level while having while having more gender diversity at the board level certainly uh, lends some weight to 
creating more balance throughout the entire company. But at the moment, right, for this type of sector, they are in need of more manpower. So this gender balance have to be equal and fair throughout the entire strata of a corporate entity. So you have more women at the top level, you have more women at the board level, but you need to have more women representation at the middle level and at the front line as well. So we need to encourage more women to take up jobs at mining sites, at construction sites, at waste management power plants, waste to energy power plants, and at the cleaning industry. It's not just at the top, it's across all levels. Otherwise, it's going to be unfair. So this is something that um, a lot of consultants are working on as well as to as in how to encourage more women into this type of job. So this is a very it's a very challenging issue. But I think that there's a lot of potential and there's a there's a lot of room for growth. So basically this covers what I want to share about this report. Yeah, they also talk about how well they protect, how well these mining companies protect human rights on site, which is basically what I just say, said. Uh, sometimes the human rights can be abused by the security forces on site. So how are you going to monitor these security forces? How are you going to monitor them so that they don't abuse their power? And this report also stated something that's very interesting, which is there's a gap between what's being reported and what's happening on site. And this situation is the same for many industries as well because during the past phases, right, past few months, there's a huge, there's a mad rush to submit ESG reports. And what basically this RMF has said is that uh, the reports are being done well. Basically, it's being written very well. There's a lot of context. There's a lot of content. And, but it doesn't translate to actual implementation on site. So there's a big difference. So what, what RMF has recommended is you need to close this gap. And from what I see, right, closing this gap is not an issue task because like what the figure that was cited late uh, earlier, the inspection was for 40 large mining companies across 250 mining sites in more than 50 countries. So it's actually quite a management nightmare. You need to have a lot of labors, a lot of workers, reporters to monitor the situation on site, generate report and send it back to HQ, distill the statistics and the content and put it in a digestible format so that the management can read it easily and understand what's happening in so many countries. So one thing that um, that can, that this, this is one thing that technology can definitely come in to solve. Let's say it's the same for other sectors as well. Let me just give an example. For the fishing sector, right? you have sustainable fishing. Why do you have that? Because the consumer, they want to ensure that the fishes that they buy come from sustainable fishing stocks. And in order to ensure, and sometimes you have certificates stating that, oh, you, you are buying from a sustainable source, but that may not be the case. They may be buying, they may be catching the fish from 
some place that is you know where fishes are going to be extinct and yet they brand it it's put it they stated in the certificate that this is sustainable fishes no it's not so there are cases like this so what the fishing industry is doing is um there's they're relying on satellite technology and very verification technology like blockchain so the satellite technology will monitor the shipping vessels where do they go for fishing and after that where do they send the fishes to so that's one form of verification and another type of verification is through blockchain to really make sure that they get the fishes from the sources that they claim to get it from so this can be this combination of verification technology can be adapted to the mining industry as well it also similarly can be adapted to many other different types of sector as well the opportunities are there but you just have to change the format a little bit so this is um, this is one thing that the report has brought up brought, brought up the gap between report writing and implementation it's the same for many it's the same for many sectors there's a gap we need to close the gap we need to ensure that it's not just beautiful reports that we are writing but the reports must really reflect the implementations on site and in addition to that right uh, the new rmf report also stated that a very good recommendation that i need to surface to everybody because as you know this rmf right their report is fantastic they write really good report and they are really in a good place to comment on this they say that the reports that are submitted by all these mining companies right is simply too many they have too much content in their reports and there's too many reports and if i remember correctly the they say that in year 2022 there's a total of 6500 reports and that's a 70 percent increase from what was recorded in 2020 70% increase so there is so many reports now there's so much content and what RMF is rec recommending is you don't have to write so, so much because quality trumps quantity so what you have to do is you need to give the right information that's about it the right information is more important than writing your case studies and what kind of charities are you donating to and so on just focus on the details and what they recommended is if you're managing one mine maybe all you need is just one excel spreadsheet to detail the environmental conditions the inputs the outputs the waste manage management practices all the important kpi for that particular site in one single spreadsheet and if you have 30 mines then maybe you have 30 spreadsheets instead of you know a few hundred pages of content but of course as like all types of esg reporting uh, you've got to maintain your corporate secrets as well so this is the advice that rmf has given to the to the mining companies that they have audited audited so these are the things to take note of and basically that's about it let me see if there's anything more interesting to to surface to you yep basically that's about it the gender balance is something that's very interesting i'm looking forward 
to seeing more gender balance in different types of sector and at all company strata's, not just the top management, but the front line as well. Okay, so that's about it. Okay, so that's about it. That's the end of the episode. And I'll see you at the next episode. Take care and stay safe. Bye. Hey people, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe to my channel. And also, please like, rate or comment on my podcast to let me know what else you'd like to hear. As usual, stay safe and healthy and see you in the next episode. Bye people!